Yo, what up? You've heard how every superhero has their origin story, right? Well, welcome to the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. I am your host, Desi Abeda. I'm a high-performance mentor, registered dietitian, and family man. Tune in as we explore the high-performance habits of high performers, their origin story, and how they went from disbelief to belief in their own hero's journey, where they got to a point and shouted, can't believe I made it. Enjoy the episode. What is good, high performers and camp believers? Welcome to another episode of the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. We are rocking episode 83 on our way to 100. I keep talking about this, man. I'm just so damn excited about hitting that 100 mark. I've said this a thousand times before to you as, as pod listeners and pod family. I overthought this project way more than I needed to. And, and it honestly reminded me a couple things, really. And I take this into a lot of my parenting, to be honest in so many ways, it, it's a, it's a really big reminder that for me, at least that I can do hard things. I say this to my daughter. I'm going to say this to my son a million times. And I say this to you as pod listeners doing what I've done up to this point should remind you that you two are, are responsible for your dreams and your aspirations and some of these really hard things and these things that you likely need to overcome. My big hope is that any message that comes across on any of these episodes, that it's a stark reminder that you have untapped potential, that you can go do hard things, you can chase hard things, and you can find the tactics, the skills, the rituals, and the support to get to that point where you feel like, to some extent, you've made it. I think we've had enough guests on here that have said, you know, I don't think that I've made it, but in a lot of ways, I have. And I definitely resonate with that. And I'm sure you as a listener probably resonate with a lot of that too, of really knowing that you want more out of your life. And maybe you might be part of that camp that has no idea what to do, or maybe in another camp where you're like, I have a, an idea, but maybe I just don't know how to get there. My hope is with this pod that I help you to think critically. I help you to apply the ongoing knowledge that is constantly out there, right? This pod is adding to that that big pool of information. And I hope it all it really inspires you to, to look at some of the areas that might be some of the blind spots, some of your dark spots, okay? That it reminds you that you have some work to do, just like the rest of us. All right, so episode 83, we're gonna jump back into a little bit of our things that you need to hear. Again, we're bringing in content, TED Talks, um, YouTube clips, audios, you know, anything like that, that I feel like would be really inspiring and kind of going back to our very first one with Angela Duckworth. I used to do this actually in a mental health facility where a lot of, a lot of the treatment that the people at that time were getting was based off of, okay, nutrition, trauma, uh, being more trauma informed, trauma, help trauma therapy, uh, they're obviously getting their own therapist. There's a bunch. And I felt like this was one of those things where it nourished a different part of their brain. It, it nourished and helped them to think critically. And so that's what we're doing with these things that you need to hear series. And so with today, shout out, uh, happy Black History Month. You know, I, I've, I've been really clear about this on the pod, and it's something that's really important to me is continuing to amplify the voices of people of color. And with this month, I really wanted us to dive into not only just amplifying those black voices, but really 
offering an opportunity for us to think critically because I, I will say in the last two years, if, if something, if you've gotten nothing out of the last two years, it's that, okay, your health, your ability to think critically, your ability to build on empathy and your ability to connect with others was either something that you really struggled with or that you found out that it was just an area that you needed some improvement. And so as I was looking at the content for the month, I came across one from the TED Women Conference of 2017. And the speaker, uh, Lavi Ajayi Jones, who was a writer, uh, ended up doing this really phenomenal talk. And after listening to it, I was like, oh my God, like this is exactly what I try to push a lot of my clients to do, or what I try to push myself, conversations that I had with my wife about getting uncomfortable and trying to sit in that space. Because when you're able to be uncomfortable, and this is across the board, launching a business, creating new, uh, new health initiatives, right? A new relationship, a new career, whatever that is, there's some discomfort that comes with that. So I want to invite you as listeners to, to sit in that discomfort and to really work on that. All right. So without further ado, I always like the way that Ted introduces these. So I'm going to go ahead and just read what they had from here because I think they do a phenomenal job and it's going to do a better job with me. I'm, I'm seeing this as a pod host. I'm, I'm very much seeing this. I got to work on my, my introduction skills because the people that come on here do such a much more effective job of what I do. But I also kind of like what I do, too, because it's just from the heart. I don't really script any of this. It's just like, hey, what's coming up for me right now? And, and can I verbalize this? So with these things that you need to hear series, they're usually going to be anywhere from about 15 to 25 minutes, sometimes 30 if I have a lot to say. But without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce the video. And then we're going to watch the first part. We're going to talk about it a little bit or listen to the first part. And then we'll we'll head into the second part. So. Lovey Ajayi Jones isn't afraid to speak her mind or to be one dissenting voice in the crowd, and neither should you. Your silence serves no one, says the writer, activist, and self-proclaimed professional troublemaker. I like that. I like I like being a troublemaker too. <laughs> I'm sure some of you do as well. You know, again, as high-performing individuals and those that are really looking to push the needle each and every day, I can imagine that some of you relate to that. Uh, in this bright, uplifting talk, Ajayi. Ajayi Jones shares three questions to ask yourself if you're teetering on the edge of speaking up or quieting down and encourages all of us to get a little bit, a little more comfortable with being uncomfortable. All right. So without further ado, we are going to listen to the first part. We'll talk about a little bit more what it means for you. Again, your, your only job right now is to listen, is to think critically and see how this applies to possibly where you are in your life right now how this can enrich your life, how this can challenge you. Because again, you know, some of you might be thinking that you're being buried right now, but I, I had a mentor tell me this a long time ago with buried with all the stress and all the demand and all the uncertainty. And it was really, really calming for me to understand that you're not being buried, you're being planted. All right. So that's where your rituals and your habits provide fertilization to, to grow your metaphorical plant, if you will, which is your life. All right. So let's go ahead and, and chime into section one or, or part one, and then we'll we'll talk about it and then go ahead and, and go into part two and talk about it a little bit more. I'm a professional troublemaker. As my job is to critique the world, the shoddy systems and the people who refuse to do better. As a writer, as a speaker, as a shady Nigerian, 
I feel like my purpose is to be this cat. <laughs> I am the person who's looking at other people like I need you to fix it. That is me. I want us to leave this world better than we found it. And how I choose to affect change is by speaking up, by being the first, and by being the domino. For a line of dominoes to fall, one has to fall first, which then leaves the other choiceless to do the same. And that domino that falls, we're hoping that okay, the next person that sees this is inspired to be a domino. Being the domino for me looks like speaking up and doing the things that are really difficult. Especially when they're needed, with the hope that others will follow suit. And here's the thing: I'm the person who says what you might be thinking, but dare not to say. And a lot of times, people think that we're fearless. The people who do this, we're fearless. We're not fearless. We're not unafraid of the consequences or the sacrifices that we have to make by speaking truth to power. What happens is we feel like we have to, because there are too few people in the world. Willing to be the domino, too few people willing to take that fall. We're not doing it without fear. Now let's talk about fear. I knew exactly what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. Doctor Lovey was the dream. I was Doc McStuffins before it was a thing. <laughs> And I remember when I went to college, my freshman year, I had to take Chemistry 101 for my pre-med major. I got the first and last D of my academic career. So I went to my advisor and I was like, "Okay, let's drop the pre-med because this doctor thing is not going to work. Because I don't even like hospitals. So <laughs> let's just consider that done for." And that same semester, I started blogging. That was 2003. So as that one dream was ending, another was beginning. And then what was a cute hobby became my full-time job when I lost my marketing job in 2010. But it still took me two more years to say I'm a writer. Nine years after I started writing, before I said I'm a writer, because I was afraid of what happens without 401ks, without how am I going to keep up my shoe habit? That's important to me. <laughs> so it took me that long to own this thing. That was what my purpose was, and then I realized fear has a very concrete power of keeping us from doing and saying the things that are our purpose. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let fear rule my life. I'm not going to let fear dictate what I do. And then all these awesome things started happening, and dominoes started to fall. So when I realized that, I was like, okay, 2015, I turned 30. It's going to be my year of do it anyway. Anything that scares me, I'm going to actively pursue it. So I'm a Capricorn. I like my feet solidly on the ground. I decided to take my first ever solo vacation. And it was out of the country to the Dominican Republic. So on my birthday, what did I do? I went ziplining through the forests of Punta Cana. And for some odd reason, I had on business casual. Don't ask why. <laughs> <laughs> And I had an incredible time. Also, I don't like being submerged in water. I like to be again on solid ground. So I went to Mexico and swam with dolphins underwater. And then the cool thing that I did also that year that. Was my mountain? Was I wrote my book? I'm judging you the Do Better Manual, and I had to own that whole writing thing now, right? Yes, but 
the very anti-me thing that I did that year that scared the crap out of me. I went skydiving. We were about to fall out the plane. I was like, I've done some stupid things in life. This is one of them. <laughs> and then we come falling down to earth, and I literally lose my breath as I see earth. And I was like, I just fell out of a perfectly good plane on purpose. <laughs> What is wrong with me? But then I looked down at the beauty, and I was like, this is the best thing I could have done. This is an amazing decision. And I think about the times when I have to speak truth. It feels like I am falling out that plane. It feels like that moment when I'm at the edge of the plane, and I'm like, you shouldn't do this. But then I do it anyway, because I realize I have to. Okay. All right, so I'm going to interject a little bit, because uh, like I said, there's going to be a, a part two. A couple things that we can learn from Lovey right here, and a lot of things personally that I can really resonate with. Uh, and so for those of our listeners out there who know the struggle, shout out to all my dietitians out there. Uh, you know what Chemistry 101 does to your athletic um, endeavor, or not your, your academic rather, and athletic <laughs> for those who are doing both. Your ac academic endeavors, you know how chemistry can break a person. <laughs> Because I like Lovey uh, in some ways was like, okay, this is my first D, you know, unfortunately it wasn't my last. Like I just, you know, I, I never was the best student because it isn't, it isn't how I liked to learn. It isn't where I, where I thrive, right? I thrive in learning. I thrive in being, I thrive in experiencing. It just, it wasn't for me. So that, that's the first thing. Shout out to all you dietitians who are uh, part of the pod fam. I love y'all or anyone in the medical community. You know that chemistry can can break a person. All right. Second thing is uh, <laughs> a shoe budget. Absolutely. My shoe budget has gone rapidly down since the birth of my beautiful little girl. And for the right reasons, obviously. Uh, but I just felt that that part was funny. But it was funny how Lovey was talking a lot about fear. What fear does to us. I loved the fact that she said it took me years to actually call myself a writer when I had been writing, I think, for about 10 years before. Think about that for a sec. How many of you have been doing a certain something, something that you're really passionate about, but you don't announce it in fear of maybe what people will say? Maybe people in your family, maybe your significant other, maybe your community, maybe people around you, maybe even just beyond those people, like you are your worst critic. Like your fear is what you're going to say after you produce something that maybe isn't perfect. I think fear does some interesting things for us. You know, I, as a, as a high performance mentor, Uh, a, a business leader, a business mentor, and, and a dietitian, I'm hyper aware of how everything connects together, right? Because it's not just about you're stressed or it's not just about you lack motivation. When you get someone's skill to dive into the psyche of like, what does that actually mean? And what does it mean for you? You get a lot of information about how someone handles their limiting beliefs what that has to do with their past conditioning, their childhood experiences, good, bad, or indifferent, right? The role models in their life, how they interact now with 
giving to others and not giving to themselves because that part is easy. It's easy to give to others because it puts the responsibility on, on, on someone else. Like you just have to help them. Right. But to help yourself, well, that's a vulnerable task. You know, when anyone reaches out for program options, right. I was, I was actually on a call with someone the other day and, and after we were talking, like it, it really broke my heart to see this person where they are at, because I, I too have been there. You know, we were talking about all of these things that they wanted in their life. And they're at a point where they just couldn't stop doing the one thing that was deterring them away from being a better partner in their marriage, being a better parent, you know, switching careers and doing something that, that they really, really passionately loved. They just couldn't go there. And the response was, Des, I can't do this. This is this is too much time. This is way too expensive. Like, how can you charge what you charge? There was just so much that coming out of it. And I took a step back and I've had to do a lot of ego work in this process because this isn't really about me. If I'm truly trying to impact others, I have to go and, and sit with some of the stories that they tell themselves. And I have to help them to kind of reflect what's being said and then help them work through it. And that's, that's part of my role. And what I said was, Hey, it's okay that all of these things are coming up. It makes total sense to me that you feel like this is going to be a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money. Like I, I get all that. It also seems like you're fearful. It seems like if this doesn't work, you're going to have a lot of pressure on yourself and you're going to have to dig yourself out of a deeper hole if this doesn't work for you, which is going to cause you to start quitting on other things in your life. It sounds like you're expressing fear. And after talking with that person, they finally said like, all right, yeah, Des, like, I'm fearful. Like, what, what do you want me to say? I'm fearful, <laughs> right? And it was, it, and it was such a, a human moment because fear does interesting things to us. How we interact with fear does a number in a lot of cases on how we distract ourselves, our relationship to our health, how we disconnect, uh, how we drink, how we use drugs, right? How we check out, uh, how we feel our feelings, how we feel our anger, like, or even just how, just how we disconnect. So I just want you thinking critically about fear, the role of fear in your life as we head into part two of what Lovey has to say. All right, so let's go ahead and do that. Sitting at the edge of that plane and kind of staying on that plane is comfort to me. And I feel like every day that I'm speaking truth against institutions and people who are bigger than me and, and just forces that are more powerful than me, I feel like I'm falling out of that plane. But I realize comfort is overrated because being quiet is comfortable. Keeping things the way they've been is comfortable. And all comfort has done is maintain the status quo. So we've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable by speaking these hard truths when they're necessary. And, I, and for me, though, I realized that I have to speak these truths because honesty is so important to me. My integrity is something I hold dear. Justice, I don't think justice should be an option. We should always have justice. Also, I believe in shea butter as a core value. And, and I think the world would be better if we were all more moisturized. 
But besides that, with these as my core values, I have to speak the truth. I have no other choice in the matter. But then people like me, the professional troublemakers, should not be the only ones who are committed to being these dominoes who are always falling out the planes or being the first one to take this hit. People are so afraid of these acute consequences, not realizing that there are many times when we walk in rooms and we are some of the most powerful people in those rooms. We might be the second most powerful, third most powerful. And I firmly believe that our job in those times is to disrupt what is happening. And then if we're not the most powerful, if two more of us band together, it makes us powerful. It's like co-signing the woman in the meeting, you know, the woman who, who can't seem to get her word out, or just making sure that other person who can't make a point is being heard. Our job is to make sure they have room for that. Everyone's well-being is community business. If we made that a point, we'd understand that for the times when we need help, we wouldn't have to look around so hard if we made sure we were somebody else's help. And there are times when I feel like I have taken very public tumbles and falls, like a time when I was asked to speak at a conference, and they wanted me to pay my way there. And then I did some research and found out the white men who spoke there got compensated and got their travel paid for. The white women who spoke there got their travel paid for. The black women who spoke there were expected to actually pay to speak there. And I was like, what do I do? And I knew that if I spoke up about this publicly, I could face financial loss. But then I also understood that my silence serves no one. So I, I fearfully spoke up about it publicly, and other women started coming out to talk about, I too have faced this type of pay inequality. And it started a conversation about discriminatory pay practices that this conference was participating in. I felt like I was the domino the time I read a disturbing memoir by a public figure and wrote a piece about it. And I knew this person was more powerful than me and could impact my career. But I was like, I got to do this. I got to sit at the edge of this plane, maybe for two hours. And I did. And I pressed publish and I ran away. And I came back to a viral post, and people were being like, oh my God, I'm so glad somebody finally said this. And it started a conversation about mental health and self-care. And I was like, okay, all right, this thing that I'm doing, I guess, all right, it's doing something. And then so many people have been the domino when they talk about how they've been assaulted by powerful men. And it's made millions of women join in and say, me too. So shout out to Tarana Burke for igniting that movement. People and systems count on our silence to keep us exactly where we are. Now, being the domino sometimes comes down to being exactly who you are. So I've been a shady somebody since I was three. <laughs> This is me on my third birthday. But I've been this girl all my life. And I feel like even that's been the domino, because in a world that wants us to walk around as representatives of ourselves, being yourself can be a revolutionary act. And in a world that wants us to whisper, I choose to yell. When it's time to say these hard things, I ask myself three things. One, did you mean it? Two, can you defend it? Three, did you say it with love? If the answer is yes to all three, I say it and let the chips fall. That's important. That checkpoint with myself always tells me, yes, you're supposed to do this. Telling the truth, telling thoughtful truths should not be a revolutionary act. 
Speaking truths of power should not be sacrificial, but they are. But I think if more of us chose to do this for the greater good, we'd be in better spaces than we are right now. Speaking of the greater good, I think we commit ourselves to telling truths to build bridges to common ground, and bridges that aren't based on truth will collapse. So it is our job, it is our obligation, it is our duty to speak truths of power, to be the domino. Not just when it's difficult, especially when it's difficult. Thank you. Wow. All right. You heard it here first, and you saved this receipt. Uh, can't believe, fam. Episode 83, I said it. I'm going to have Lovey on. I said it. Manifest destiny. Let's go. Um, there's so many things about this second part. You know, I've watched this a couple times, and I can't not think about a lot of the metaphorical language that she uses with the domino. Right. Because when I think about amplifying voices of the the underserved, the unheard, you know, however you want to look at it, I think about oftentimes value systems. Right. And and I kind of want you to think back as as pod listeners and pod fam right now. I kind of want to I want you to think about what value systems did you grow up uh, really, really cherishing? For me. It's 100% family. And it's, and even going beyond that for me, it's, it's almost, it goes beyond family and it go and it taps into a good combination of accountability, love, empathy, which has really spawned this idea and things that I always say with like radical responsibility. Because for me, taking radical responsibility with my life, the way that I interact with my life, the way that I interact with my feelings, the way that, that I interact in the world, I have to take radical responsibility for that because there are times and there have been plenty of times that I don't show up in my, as my most authentic self because my damn nervous system is so haywire and I'm triggered and I don't have any skills in the moment to be in my body and to make a sound decision and to be able to, to, to work through conflict to any end. Right. And I felt like one of the things that Levy said is, is not only that, but as she started to kind of disrupt the status quo to be that professional troublemaker, she kind of honed it into three things. Right? And I think one of the things that I really love there is not only just uh, was it thought provoking, can you prove it, but also did you say it with love? And I, and I feel like we really lose out on that. When we have something that's really important to us and something that we want to stand on our values, we want to stand on our morals, this could be setting healthy boundaries with yourself, setting healthy boundaries in relationships. If we think about it, rituals and habits and things, when we try to refill our cup, like those are our personal boundaries for ourselves. So when we stand on those types of boundaries and we're able to communicate that, can we do that with love? Can we come from a place of being able to disrupt that status quo? And can we do things that are not only going to be just and right, but things that are going to uphold your values? Friends, your habits and your rituals are no different. So I want you thinking a couple of things as we kind of come to a close with this, with today's pod. 
First thing is values. As Lovey was talking about stuff, uh, talking about what she what she had, right, and her experiences with going viral, right, her experiences with disrupting the status quo and being able to show up as her authentic self. Can we talk about your values? Which value systems are really, really important to you right now? And which value systems have been important to you, but maybe that have kind of gone by the wayside? So I want you to take 10 to 15 seconds right now to think about that. I'll go ahead and shut up so you can do that, but let's go ahead and do that. Okay, so as we're thinking about those values and things that you cherish, my big homework assignment for you is to go be a professional troublemaker because it means that you're doing the work. It means that you're challenging things that really don't uphold your values. Because if you've listened up to episode 83, my assumption is that you want really beautiful things in your life. And you want to live more authentically and more unapologetically as you. And maybe you have some things that you need to work on. Maybe you're stuck in a lot of ways and that's just, it's a disempowering act. But part of doing the work, and it's not always going to be interrupting the status quo of what's around you. It's interrupting the status quo of what's going on in your life right this freaking second. I'm challenging you today to go be the domino in your own life so that you can actually make a positive impact in your home, in your community, and then beyond. Because if I'm talking to you, you and I share a couple things. I want those same things too. And I want those for you. And if you need my help to get you there, I'm there. And if you don't, let's let's lock arms and do it together because I'm interested in changing the world. I hope that you are too. I'll see you on the next pod. Much love to you all. Later. What's up, high performers, high performance mentor and dietitian Desi here. Before I let you go, I just want to speak to your heart real quick. If there's something inside of one of these stories or inside of one of these episodes that is really resonating with you, it's because I'm speaking to the high performer in you. So there's two things that I want you to do before you get done here. One, if you're looking to surround yourself with other high performers and you're looking to get more of a cue with how to become the high performer that you need to become, I want you to join our Facebook. It's called the High Performers Club. I'll make sure that we have that in the show notes of each and every episode. All you got to do is click on the link, answer a couple questions and you're in and you get full access to a wide variety of free videos, free content for you, free ways for you to, to step up and become the high performer that you need to become. On the other end, we also know that information is readily available. It's the application that people need to invest in in order to get to that point where they have sustainable change towards their habits and towards their high performing selves. And so if you're looking in ways to work with me, please click on the link, fill out a couple questions and see what kind of spots are available in the moment. I would love to work with you if you are someone who is looking to become the high performer that you need to become because it's what I do. Love y'all. Thanks for listening.